Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Welcome to Monday, Monday the 3rd of May, first day of a brand new working week, but also the first working day of the new month of May 2021. So I trust whatever you've got up to on the weekend, in uh, Maston and Rangers in particular over the weekend, it was very mild. Uh, and uh, well, I think yesterday was about 24, 25 degrees, which for May is unheard of. So um, full on weekend for us, both of our girls play AFL footy. So uh, football on Saturday and football on Sunday, so uh, a big weekend of football. And sometimes I feel as if you go, you go to work, you get back to work on a Monday for a bit of a uh, a bit of a uh, break, actually. But it was a, it was a full on weekend, and it was a, a really productive weekend. So I trust whatever you got up to on the weekend, you also experienced the same thing in getting ready for another big week in sales this week. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about a topic that uh, is very timely. Uh, it just so happens I was reflecting last night after a big weekend and just before I was putting a post on LinkedIn, my normal Sunday night post, I was just reflecting on the last couple of weeks uh, and conversations with clients and, and what, what was the key theme that was coming out of that. And there was a number of them, but there was a uh, one of the biggest threads, uh, I guess, coming through conversations with clients over the last week was the number of challenging conversations that they find themselves having to have, but also the number of conflicting and challenging situations that they find themselves either having to get themselves involved in or through sometimes no fault of their own, they get dragged into. And a number of these conversations was about, well, how do we do this in an appropriate way so that we can maintain our level of integrity, we can maintain our level of standards that we have, not just for ourselves, but also for our team, and how can we start to move the dial forward to, to create a better team environment so that uh, so that a lot of these challenges potentially don't come up again, because unfortunately, challenges that repeat themselves tend to be a pattern in and of themselves and often point to the fact that we don't have a culture that's moving in the right direction and can sometimes become a rod for not only our back as a leader, but also the team as a as a group as well, and leads to not delivering on the results that we know that we are ultimately capable of. And so a number of the conversations that I was having with, with these clients was, was intriguing to the point where some of them were saying, well, this is really frustrating. It's really frustrating that people are not getting it. It's really frustrating that I'm having to continue to set the example, to, to continue to re, uh, reinvigorate the team, to reinforce the expectations, reinforce the standards that we expect these guys to adhere to. And many of them, many of the team members, and sometimes these are leaders who are reporting into into my clients, are wondering and they're just waiting for other things to happen or waiting for other people to do things and not taking responsibility for themselves. And sometimes they're, they're finding themselves blaming other parts of the business or in fact some of the things external to them for the challenges or the predicament that they find themselves in. So it's been some really interesting and fairly deep, I must say, conversations over the last couple of weeks. And one of the things that we've realized through this, and it just reinforces the point again for me, which I intuitively know this, and I keep talking about this, but sometimes it needs uh, actual situations that are that are close, uh, well, close at heart, close to hand, but also really relevant and recent to ram, ram home this point. And that is, if there is one constant 
If there's one constant in leadership, it is that we will be faced with challenges. We will be faced with obstacles. We'll be faced with people who don't see things the way we see them. We will be faced with people who want to complain just for the sake of complaining because they don't want to, for whatever reason, step up and take responsibility for themselves. So unfortunately, sometimes leaders think, well, it would be a lot easier if we actually had people on the same page who were moving in the same direction, who thought all the same the same way so we could actually get some stuff done. And that, I guess, is the aspiration. That is utopia. And yes, when we build a really strong culture, the whole purpose of that is to get people on the same page, to get people moving in the right direction, to get people moving in a common direction with common aspirations and common goals and common objectives, therefore, and common standards so that we don't have a lot of these, well, a lot of these challenges. However, in order to get there, we're going to have to go through some pain. We are going to have to go through the obstacles. We're going to have to go around challenges and recognize, you know what, it's part of the process. So one of the key takeaways of these conversations has been the recognition that all great leaders are pretty much in the same boat, that they're always going to have challenges. In fact, the more successful they become, the bigger the challenges that they are ready to be faced with. And they they recognize that, they take that on, and that's almost like an expectation. But they don't they don't use that as a crutch to bemoan or belittle others. They certainly don't use that as an excuse as to why they can't move to an entirely new level because they know that this is but a stepping stone to another level of performance. And so they expect and they know that the challenges will always be there, um, that obstacles will always be there. But they will maintain a huge level of curiosity and they will ask quality questions so that they are able to clearly identify the gaps. As we've always talked about, the clear and key responsibility of a leader first and foremost is to define what reality looks like right now. And that becomes the bedrock. That becomes the foundation, the platform from which we can then uh, launch into a new a new future, whether it be a, a brand new direction we're taking the team, a uh, brand new set of objectives we're taking the team, uh, whatever the case might be, we have to be able to define reality right now. And the only way we can do that is if we actually have a really highly curious focus in terms of seeking to understand. And this is the key message for today. And this has been the key message out of the conversations with these clients, that rather than just look at the problems as problems, what if we looked at it from a completely different perspective and had a really high level of curiosity and sought to understand what was going on so that we could better define reality right now and therefore use that as a platform to make a move in the right direction that we want to take which will be a win for the organization, win for that team, win for those individuals, etc. So we could all move forward in a great direction and get the results that ultimately we're looking for. So their primary focus, therefore, is to seek to understand. There's a number of things they, they do as part of this that forms, I guess, the bedrock and helps them shape and defining what reality actually looks like. The first point is they don't prejudge. They'll look at things from a curiosity point of view, but they won't actually bring their own judgments, their own values necessarily, or they won't project those onto other people, and therefore they won't be judging that person's behavior. They'll be actually looking at it impartially and objectively to try and understand, okay, what is what is potentially motivating this person to make this decision in this particular situation? And so this is a completely different mindset from what a lot of leaders do, and they see somebody do something, and it could be they see them interact in a meeting, they see them do something physically uh, in an environment that sort of goes against the grain of what we're trying to do, particularly from a safety point of view, as an example. And the inclination and the temptation is to go straight in for the kill and basically say, oh, what are you doing? That's not the way we do things here, and therefore they're judging them. Now, Unless there's something that's really pertinent to somebody's safety, then it sort of stands to reason that we stem, step back and actually observe what's going on and then ask ourselves some questions about, okay, what is 
causing this person to make this decision. And that means we're not prejudging them. So it's, it's a level of curiosity, which I think a lot of leaders can learn to actually develop more of, and certainly a muscle around leadership that needs to be developed a lot more, I think, not just for sales leaders, but for leaders just in general, is this level of curiosity. So when you're not judging somebody, you're just looking at it from a perspective of, oh, I wonder what caused that person to make that call. So what choices are they making? What sort of environment have they been from? What sort of influences have they had? So you ask some, you ask some questions, you ask some quality questions, and you'll start to get some answers, which gives you a much more objective picture of what's going on and therefore enabling us to create the platform, which is reality. What is reality? What's going on? And as part of that, they, the second thing they, they don't do is they don't make any false assumptions. They simply look at things as they see them and they don't make any assumptions whatsoever. They'll just simply look at it and observe it and then they'll ask some questions to try and find out what's, what's, the, what's the background to that. What's the background to the conversation? What's the background to the action? What's the background to the behavior? And so they are removed of any judgment whatsoever because it's more objective rather than being subjective. So they don't make any false assumptions. The other thing they're really good at when they're seeking to understand is they're really good at empathizing with others. So they've, they've developed a level of rapport building capabilities where they can very easily sort of saddle upside to somebody and look at things through their eyes. They can walk a mile in their shoes, to use a well-worn uh, metaphor. And so empathizing with somebody else is a great way to understand where somebody might be coming from. And when we do that, the empathy part will be, first of all, there's no, there's no judgment there. It's purely objective. And the empathy part will be, well, okay, if I was in that sort of position and if I had those sort of challenges then I can now empathize and certainly appreciate that I would probably do the same thing or a very similar thing if I was in the exact same position. Now, what it does for a leader is it enables us to see things through their eyes and therefore enable us to create that level of reality, that platform, from which to actually make some adjustments so that we can help them rise, but also help the entire team rise. And the other thing I noticed that great leaders do when they seek to understand is they have this ability to demonstrate patience. No matter what's going on, they've got. It's almost like they make the environment slow down. And when they're in the presence, sometimes things appear to be going really, really quickly. Great leaders have this unbelievable ability when they're trying to seek to understand. They have this level of patience where they will go slow, and sometimes the going slow is actually helping them speed up. If that makes sense, which I know can sometimes sound a little bit counterintuitive, but it's it's hard to describe. I'm, to use an analogy, there are certain footballers, for example, on NFL fields that they just have, when they, when they get the football, it almost seems that uh, everything around them slows down. They have so much time, they have so much presence, they have so much patience in what they're doing, they never seem to be rushed. And this is what great leaders do when they are seeking to understand. Now, when they do all this, now there's probably a whole host of other things, but these were the four key themes that we talked about with, with these clients over the last couple of weeks. When they do this really well, they're able to very easily establish the bedrock and the foundation of what reality looks like right now. When that's established, we can now go to the next step and start to think about what are the things we need to put in place to change the way we're doing business, to change the way we're interacting with each other, and therefore start to create a brand new reality. Now, when a, when a leader can do all of this, they're able to look at any situation with a higher level and a much clearer level of objectivity and then be able to choose the most appropriate response based on that objectivity and based on the situation they're reviewing. And more often than not, it leads to a clarity of decisions. It leads to a much higher level of clarity around action. 
and it will consistently drive those win-win results. So here's the key message. As we begin a brand new week, make the decision to elevate your level of curiosity and before you jump into any situation, first of all, think about, okay, how can I define reality? The first thing I've got to do is seek to understand so I can find out exactly what's going on without any judgment, without any jumping to false conclusions or making false assumptions. How do I actually empathize with people and see through these their eyes? And how do I demonstrate a level of patience? Because here's the thing, and this is what one of the clients in particular have has found out over the last few weeks, is that when we do this, when we seek to understand, we inevitably end up being better understood. And I've got to say, for one client in particular, it's been, I wouldn't say necessarily a life changer, but it certainly changed their perspective on leadership, and it's certainly given them a different perspective on how they see their team, which all of a sudden, they're now starting to see a different level of behavior and aptitude and discretionary effort from their team, simply because this particular person has made a decision to simply seek to understand. So with that, I trust that message helps on the first day of the working week in May. Uh, look this week to be a seeker of understanding. Uh, define reality and get really, really clear on what that reality looks like. And of course, if you would like some help with that, but more specifically, if you'd like some help to taking your leadership to the exceptional sales leader level and doing that over the next 90 days, then let's work together one-on-one, and we'll take that to the exceptional level for you. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits you, and we'll jump on a Zoom call, have a conversation about what the program looks like, and we can get up and running as early as this week and get you well on the way to being an exceptional sales leader, developing more meaning, more money, and certainly better sales results well inside the next 90 days. So look forward to having that conversation. And before we wrap up this episode, a couple of quick reminders. First of all, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please press subscribe on the platform that you are listening to this episode on. That will enable me to let you know when brand new episodes are up and ready to be digested. And if you could also please leave a rating on the platform, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can do me a massive favor and rate the show, irrespective of what the rating is, uh, five, four, three, two, one, or zero stars, uh, it just helps other people who are searching for sales leadership content, sales leadership podcasts, anything around inspiration, leadership, etc., to more easily find the podcast. So if you're able to do that, that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, as always, really appreciate you plugging in to the podcast, and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.